We are going to save Social Security. <laughs> sure you are, Donald. Sure you are. From Pacifica Radios, KPFK in Los Angeles, I am stuck in the middle with you, and this is your broadcast, as heard on 90.7 FM in Los Angeles, 91.7 FM KYAQ on the beautiful Oregon Central Coast, coast to coast and around the globe on KPFK.org, on the Stitcher app, the TuneIn app, the iTunes Streaming on Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, Radio or Not, Radio Free Brooklyn, and Radio Sputnik five days a week. You can run, but you can't hide from your broadcast. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow says me from bradblog.com. Thank you for joining us for another action-packed thrilling adventure good to have you here we will have a little bit later uh desi doyan who is who's here with us now she'll be here with us again later hey des hey. she is uh, of course our producer and my co-host of the green news report which we will uh play our uh latest one a little bit later which is awesome uh says you yes says me <laughs> uh, all, uh and you know because one of the things we'll talk about in the green news report is the uh the republican debate this week there was one question about climate change. Shocker. Finally, finally made it into a presidential debate. Uh, in any case, uh, so we will uh, we'll cover that in the Green News Report. And um, actually, one of the things we, we won't cover uh, in the Green News Report concerning the uh, debate is what Ted Cruz actually had to say. He was begging. Remember, he was trying to get in on that question. He's like, yes. Jake, I'll say it. I'm a, I'm a denier. I'm No, I'm a skeptic. He calls himself, I'm a skeptic. I'm an avowed. I'll say it. I'll say it. Jake wouldn't let him answer. Jake Tapper of CNN uh, frankly saved Ted Cruz from himself. Or maybe he didn't. I don't know. Maybe uh, Ted Cruz would have skyrocketed in the polls had he been able to come out with his global warming uh, uh, denying nonsense. But don't tell Ted Cruz that August 2015 is the hottest August ever recorded on record on the planet. Yeah. Not, it, is that in the planet or the United States? Planet. The planet. Globally. Coming after the hottest July ever, actually the hottest month ever recorded uh, in the history of mankind, July 2015. And the hottest June ever recorded. And the hottest May ever recorded. It's the hottest, uh, this has been a four-month stretch of just the hottest ever, breaking well, all records. Well, don't give away the entire oh, sorry. Green News report. <laughs> That'll be coming up a little bit later. Uh, and if I have some time, uh, some some uh, some listener email, uh, you too can send me email. My uh, address for me or for Desi Doyen is bradcast at bradblog.com. So we may uh, have a little bit more uh, on that, a uh, little bit, a uh, little bit of listener email, a little bit later, uh, which includes chemtrails. 
Ooh, chemtrails. Yes, you're going to want to stand by from, for that. Also, uh, speaking of standing by, Howie Klein uh, of DownWithTyranny.com. He is standing by. We will get to him momentarily concerning this, uh, this smear of Bernie Sanders by a super PAC related to but not in any way coordinated uh, with uh, the Hillary Clinton campaign. We will talk about uh, we'll talk about that shortly uh, and much more. I want to get, though, before we do. Uh, well, before we do, before we get to that and a whole bunch of other stuff, frankly, about Republicans uh, being kind of crazy. Uh, we didn't. The other thing we didn't play in our coverage of the uh, the CNN GOP debate was any uh, Donald Trump. For all the Donald Trump we've talked about on this show, we, we actually did not play any audio. It wasn't on purpose. We just didn't get to it. It frankly didn't seem all that damn important. Uh, so we'll make up for it here. Donald Trump was in New Hampshire the day after the uh, CNN debate. And a lot of people are talking about this guy who uh, asked him, what did he, what did he say about, uh, about Muslims? Muslims. We've got to get rid of the Muslims. Yeah, how are you going to do that? Barack Obama, he is a Muslim. And of course, Trump uh, agreed with him or at least well, didn't, he didn't say disagree. Anything. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, but here was the one that caught my mind, uh, caught my ear. Uh, this question, uh, it was actually a, a, a fair enough question uh, from a woman in the audience uh, concerning Social Security. I would like to know what your plans are on Social Security. Great. Good question. What are your plans on Social Security? Now, Social Security is not in trouble, though the Republicans like to pretend it is, uh, even though it's not it's solvent for, what, 20, 30 years at this at point. Uh, but they like to pretend it's in trouble and they're going to save it by somehow, I think, getting rid of it or privatizing it. OK, but the, so this woman asked, what are your plans? How are you going to save Social Security? And we didn't put any cuts in here. This is actually his Response. As a matter of fact, go ahead and play the, the question and then his response, his plan. And this is for those who say Donald Trump does not offer specific policies. Ho oh, ho. We'll show you. Go ahead. I would like to know what your plans are on Social Security. We're going to save Social Security. We're going to save it. We're going to save Social Security. That was your deal, right? <laughs> so that's it. That's what he's going to do about Social Security. He's going to save Social Security. So anyone who says Donald Trump doesn't have specific plans for stuff, well, they're just not paying attention because what's he going to do about it? He's going to save it. So there you go, policy wonks. That's the answer to what he's going to do about Social Security. He, he continued on for a little bit more about a few other plans that he also has. We are going to save Social Security. We are good going plan. to make good life plan. for the vets better than it's ever been in this country. Oh. So, we are going plan. to build up the military. We're going to end, terminate, repeal Obamacare and replace it with something really, really great that works. Something what a great thing works. to think of. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, thank they, you very much. It was great. Yeah. Thank why, you. Why didn't... Thank you. Yeah. Why, why. Thank you. Thank you. Man. Thank you. Why didn't the Democrats think of replacing it with something that's really great that works? Wow. I know. It's uh, it's it's one of those no-brainer things that can't... Why didn't anybody think of that? Vote Trump. Okay. More, uh, more ahead on the crazy train that is the Republican Party at this point, the uh, detached from reality Republican Party. Uh, but first, because we are nothing if not fair and balanced on this broadcast... 
Actually, that's completely not true. We are fair, but as I've said many times, balance is BS. We are not going to, uh, you know, when we can go to the window and see that it is sunny outside, just because someone says it is raining, we are not going to report that it is raining because someone else said it's raining, even though we all know it's sunny. Or if we do report that uh, this guy says it's raining, we are going to say, however, actual evidence proves that it is sunny. With that in mind, balance is nonsense, but we are more than happy to report on uh, the bad guys, whoever they may be, Republican, Democratic, or anybody else. But we will report on, if there's a whole bunch of Democratic bad actors, we will report on a whole bunch of Democratic bad actors. If there are a few, we will only report on a few, even if there are a whole bunch of Republican bad actors. We don't care. Why? Because balance is BS. That said, we've been talking about Republicans a lot this week uh, because of the uh, certainly because of the uh, Republican debate and because they are insane. But that said, uh, Huffington Post reports that the presidential campaign of Senator Bernie Sanders raised more than one point two million dollars in just two days off of an attack launched by a group supportive of Hillary Clinton. The hall collected through the website Act Blue is an impressive feat, even for a candidate who has outpaced the Democratic and Republican fields in online fundraising, reports HuffPo. And it illustrates the intense difficulty that Clinton will face in campaigning against him as the Democratic primary heats up. Aaron Hill, executive director of Act Blue, said that over the group's 11-year history, uh, it has sent money to over 11,000 campaigns and committees, and the Bernie Sanders campaign holds the record for the two biggest do- uh, donor days ever for a campaign on our, plat- on our platform. In this instance, says HuffPo, Clinton's campaign itself wasn't the one doing the attacking, at least in theory. Rather, it was a, a super PAC closely aligned with her campaign, a PAC by the name of Correct the Record that sent an email with opposition research on Sanders to a Huffington Post reporter suggesting numerous, quote, similarities between Sanders and and, uh, Jeremy Corbyn, the new leader of the United Kingdom's Labour Party. The email was sent with a request that it remain off record, but the reporter had never agreed to those terms. So uh, essentially what Correct the Record did was they smeared Bernie Sanders, and, of course, uh, they've got some distance, at least so they claim, from Hillary Clinton. Um, but does Hillary Clinton's campaign have anything to do with this? And what of these smears of these super PACs that are, in theory, uh, not associated with the campaign, though they are supporting uh, a, a single candidate? It's kind of amazing. In response to that smear, Sanders uh, put out an email saying, uh, quote, Yesterday, one of Hillary Clinton's most prominent super PACs attacked our campaign pretty viciously. It was the kind of onslaught I expected to see from the Koch brothers or Sheldon Adelson. And it's the second time a billionaire super PAC has tried to stop the momentum of the political revolution we are building together. That was the email from Bernie Sanders. And in response, in just 48 hours, uh, the Blue America Pack or Act uh, ActBlue.com was able to collect some 1.2 million dollars 
from Bernie Sanders uh, supporters in response. Joining us now to talk about all of this fine mess and much more is our old friend Howie Klein, uh, proprietor of the Down With Tyranny uh, blog, but also uh, the man who founded, I believe one of the co-founders of the Blue America Pact, PAC, or actblue.com, which was able to raise $1.2 million for Bernie in response to this uh, to this smear. And I should also note, Howie is, uh, of all the people in this country, at least those that I know, uh, Howie knows more about how progressive politics works, how the U.S. House works, uh, how candidates, uh, progressive uh, candidates versus Democrats works. Uh, this is the guy I go to when I need to know what the hell is going on with Democrats in Congress and in Senate, in the Senate, and now uh, in the presidential campaign. Hey, Howie Klein, welcome back to the broadcast, sir. Thanks, Brad. Nice to be here. It's great to have you. It's been a long time since I've spoken to you on this show, although I know you were here a couple of weeks ago uh, with our friend Nicole Sandler from Radio or Not when she was guest hosting. Thank you for that. And by the way, I should uh, let folks know you can go to bradblog.com and hear that interview, uh, Nicole Sandler with Howie Klein, uh, on on progressive uh, politics and what the uh, House uh, U.S. House is is shaping up to look like next year, and uh, how terrible, frankly, the uh, DNC and the DCCC, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, are when it comes to uh, helping out progressives. Uh, they are really terrible. Go listen to that conversation. We may get into more of that here today, but uh, okay. Um, uh, Howie, uh, uh, before uh, th- th- this is kind of cool, actually, that you guys ended up raising one point two million dollars uh, via ActBlue.com for Bernie Sanders. Well, well, wait one second, Brad. Let me just correct something. Sure. Blue America, which is the pack that I founded with uh, Digby and uh, and John Amato, that that pack is uses ActBlue, but we're not the same as ActBlue. Okay. ActBlue is, is the uh, mechanism by which we raise money, and we do raise money for Bernie Sanders, and we've raised quite a bit of money for Bernie Sanders. I gotcha. We didn't raise $1.2 million for him. That came in via Act Blue that uh, Bernie Sanders had pointed folks towards. So it wasn't ju- it was a lot of that money came, came in directly to Bernie Sanders' gotcha. own campaign and to other gr- groups like Blue America who raised money for, mm-hmm. um, for Bernie through Act Blue. Okay. Right. And we do, and we were really happy to see the money come come gushing in through Blue America. But it wasn't 1.2 million dollars from for uh, just from us. Gotcha. We raised you know a few thousand dollars, and the 1.2 million dollars was the aggregate of what he got in those two days. Thank you for clarifying that. Greatly appreciated. Okay, so what does is going into specifics now? Drilling down, I, I just want to try to understand what happened here. This. Uh, this memo sent to Huffington Post, uh, uh, what does it charge? Uh, what was the actual smear here that the... Uh, it was even yeah. worse than you, than you brought up, because although they, they were trying to say, well, he's just like that socialist uh, Jeremy Corbyn, who to many people <clears throat> is a hero. Jerry, Jeremy Corbyn was just elected to be the leader of the Labour Party in the U.K., um, but, you know, people like, you know, conservative Democrats, moderate Democrats like Hillary and the people around her, they, they don't like him. They, they're, they're more, you know, they like um, uh, Tony Blair. Tony Blair was a great partner of, um, of Bill Clinton's, and, and, they, and he's, a, he's kind of a conservative 
guy, mm-hmm. and in fact, he campaigned relentlessly against Jeremy Corbyn, and Jeremy Corbyn won with a huge landslide. There were there were four candidates running. Um, I think uh, the uh, the the Blair candidate got like four percent of the vote, um, but but Hillary and and the people around her, uh, the Clinton machine in general, do not like left-leaning Democrats. So what what he was trying to do. Uh, in that, uh, what Brock was trying to do, David Brock, who sent out that memo, mm-hmm. or one of his people, um, what they were trying to do was to smear Bernie by saying that he's just like Jeremy Corbyn. Although, you know, to people like me, that's a good thing, not a, not a bad thing. <laughs> right, exactly. And he. Worse, but even worse than that, yeah. they also compared him to Hugo Chavez. They right. Were, that, that, you know, the, the, the dictator of, um, of. They were trying to. Venezuela. Bernie with and, and the, the, Bernie has nothing to do with Hugo Chavez. Bernie and, and and many other people were really happy that Hugo Chavez made made some sort of a, a, a deal in the northern northern states so that people who would otherwise not have heating oil could get inexpensive heating oil from Venezuela. And Bernie was very happy to get that for his constituents in in uh, Vermont. But he has he has no relationship with or never had or any kind of relationship with Hugo Chavez, who, who's dead now. Uh, he is dead, and although it should be pointed out, you called him uh, the dictator, he was actually uh, re-elected time and time again. And uh, there is, to my knowledge, no actual evidence of, uh, of horseplay in those, uh, in those elections. That said, they used electronic voting systems that tend to uh, provide no actual real evidence one way or another. Those voting systems are the very similar to the ones we use across this country, which also provide no evidence uh, of who actually won and lost. Uh, so there, David Brock, uh, who also went out uh, and and uh, created Media Matters, which is a vital resource, I think, for for resource uh, research uh, of uh, Republicans and Democrats alike at times. Um, but now he's heading up this pack that favors Hillary. He sends out this smear. Is it even possible that something like that is not in some way coordinated with the uh, with the Clinton campaign, or or is it perfectly possible that these Absolutely guys? Absolutely not possible. There's no there's no chance that it's not coordinated. They'll deny it. They'll, they'll you know it's illegal if they, if they if they admitted it, they would all go to jail. Uh, but the Clinton campaign, just like the Republican campaigns uh, of of Jeb Bush. And Carly Fiorina, and, um, and, and 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 what's his name, uh, Ted Cruz, and uh, Walker, Scott Walker. They're all coordinating with their super PACs. You had said something about uh, how earlier in the introduction <clears throat> about how um, this this super PAC that David Brock runs for that he, uh, is connected to Hillary somehow. Well, I'll tell you how. They, they get their money from 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 Hill- completely from the Clinton machine. That's where all their money comes from. It's not like they go out and, 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 and raise money on their own. I mean, they, I'm sure they're raising some money on their own, but the biggest single contribution, which if I remember correctly, was <clears throat> around 300, a little over $300,000, came right from, uh, from money that the Clintons raised for them. So, yes, they're very, very connected. It's more than just, you know, hey, you know, we have the Super PAC and we want to support you. I mean, the Blue America PAC, that's what we are. We have no relationship to Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. we're we're an independent pack. We we we, we um, support progressives because they're progressive and they have progressive values and principles and progressive records. That's why we support Bernie. That's why we support Alan Grayson. That's why we support Donna Edwards. 
this pack is only created for one reason only. They do nothing except supposedly they were going to defend Hillary against smear attacks against her. That was their job, to defend Hillary, which is a good job. That's a, that's a, good, a good reason for a pack to get started. But all of a sudden, they're not defending her. They're attacking Bernie Sanders. They're very, very different things. But you say, uh, and, and uh, Howie, I don't know if you're walking around or something. You sound like you're uh, at the bottom of a canyon at one point there. So uh, be careful if you're walking around. Um, you say that they, uh, they are absolutely coordinating in some fashion. They can't admit it, but they're absolutely coordinating in some fashion with Clinton and with the Clinton money machine. Uh, what evidence do you have for that? I have no evidence, and, okay. it w- and my word would not h- hold up in court on this. There is no evidence. But I know how these super PACs work. They, they want to help their candidates. They mm-hmm. don't want to hurt them. And they would never, no, not, none of these PACs, not Jeb Bush's PAC. I mean, Jeb, not Jeb Bush's PAC, not Scott Walker's PAC, and not Hillary Clinton's PAC would ever do anything without get, making sure they had permission. Now, that doesn't mean that David Brock goes and talks to Hillary Clinton. Maybe he talks to somebody who talks to somebody, and mm-hmm. they, they get the word from, from people who are authorized to give the word that it's okay to go ahead with this kind of smear. They, they, don't, they don't do these kinds of things on their own, and I have no evidence. Well, so than just you know hearsay. Well, so then uh, to say that they're absolutely coordinating, I appreciate that's your opinion. But if you come out as uh, founder of uh, Blue America Pack and uh, and hit uh, Hillary or hit anybody else, uh, you know, non-progressive Democrats, uh, can't they come out and make the same claim about you? Can't they make the same claim that just by appearing and discussing this, you are supporting Bernie Sanders? You are coordinating, in fact, with Bernie Sanders, your super PAC. So Bernie Sanders went to the same high school as me, uh, James Madison High School in, in Madison. Then clearly you are uh, coordinating with him, uh, Howie Klein. Obviously, you went to high school together. No, we did not go to high school together. I, uh, he, he graduated <laughs> before I ever got into high school. <laughs> I've never met Bernie Sanders. <laughs> oh, sure. So that's some dodge, Howie, but whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that, that's really what it is. I haven't met Bernie Sanders. If someone said to me, can you get in touch with Bernie Sanders? I would have to answer, no, I can't. Can you get in touch with someone at Bernie, Bernie Sanders' campaign? No, I don't have their phone number. I don't know, about, I don't know, I don't know their names. I, I mean, all I ever hear about uh, in terms of who is Bernie Sanders' campaign comes on, from the Rachel Maddow show. I mean, I, okay. I, I literally have nothing to do with, with his campaign, let alone am I not coordinating. Now, if someone wants to accuse me of that, they can. But it doesn't mean anything. It, 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 it's not true. Is, is, it, is it legal, Howie, to, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're obviously smearing uh, Bernie Sanders. They are not saying vote against Bernie Sanders. They are not saying vote for Hillary Clinton. So, but it's clear that they are, you know, against Bernie and in favor of Hillary. Is this sort of thing uh, even legal for them to do? Or, we, or, or are we now in this gray area where... You know, the Federal Election Commission no longer enforces really any campaign finance law. So it's the wild, wild west. Pretty much anybody can do whatever they want and try to prove otherwise. Good luck to you. Very true that the FEC is not doing its job, the Federal Election Commission. They're not, uh, they're not upholding very weak laws to be there anyway. Yeah. And um, 
I, I, I don't know the ex- exact way the law is written about what they're allowed to do and not allowed to do, I, but I do know they're not allowed to coordinate. And I know that if they got permission to attack Bernie Sanders, that would be, uh, that would be coordination. But, uh, and I'm certain that they did. And again, like I said, that's not, you know, I'm certain of it. It's not going to hold up in court, nor am I going to take them to court for it. They're not doing anything any different than what Jeb... Bush is doing, and Scott Walker is doing, they're all doing the same thing. It's, a, it's absolutely horrible, and it's a breakdown of law and order. I mean, there are laws. There's a reason that those laws were passed. They were passed with Republican and Democratic votes, and yet they, um, they're being ignored, and they're not being enforced, and that's a, that's a really bad thing. Now, you, you remember there was this long, long period of time when Jeb Bush was, we knew he was running, everyone knew he was running, the whole world, mm-hmm. but he, didn't, he hadn't declared he was a candidate. And the reason for that was because he was raising almost $100 million. I mean, that's how much he raised. And he was raising it for his super PAC, not for himself. Once he became a candidate, he could no longer do that. But in that, all those months, or uh, almost a year, uh, where everyone knew he was running, mm-hmm. but he hadn't declared that officially that he was running, he was, he was sort of, you know, using a loophole to get around being able to raise money for a super PAC. Do you think that Jeb Bush is just, you know, gives some super PAC uh, tens of millions of dollars and says, go play with it and do whatever you want? Believe me, that isn't the way it works. Well, clearly, they would. They were, you know, strategizing before he officially said, "I'm running." So they were strategizing, saying, "Here's what I want you to do. I'll help you raise this money." And then at a certain point, when I declare that I'm going to be a, a, an actual candidate, we can no longer officially talk to each other. I mean, and then that's what in theory happens. Who knows if they're co- communicating or coordinating or not? Even well, they if, usually have a middleman who who, who yeah. does it. Someone who's not connected. But who who is who is not officially connected, but who is you know has the ear of both of the super PAC and of the candidates' uh, campaign. And even if they got hard evidence of it, the Federal Election Commission would most likely do absolutely nothing about it. They would tie three to three between the Democrats and the Republicans that sit on that commission. And even if they didn't tie. It would be, uh, well, I was going to say months, but actually years before there was any accountability, long after the election is done and whatever damage was carried out, uh, you know, has has been successful. The uh, Bernie Sanders campaign uh, goes out of their way to say they do not have a super PAC. They are not working the way Jeb Bush and Hillary Clinton and all of those others are. Whatever money they raise, I guess, is going uh, to them, there are not uh, these, you know, these shadow super PACs raising billions and, and fighting on their on their behalf. Um, but doesn't this whole thing, Howie Klein, kind of point out that this is just a complete farce? These these pretend, you know, super PACs. Oh, I've got nothing to do with it. They can go out and say whatever they want. Free speech. I mean, it, isn't this entire system at this point just a complete and utter joke? I feel so strongly that that's the case, Brad. That if there was no other issues on the table, just just this issue, mm-hmm. be enough to vote for Bernie Sanders, not for any Republican, not for Hillary Clinton, not for anybody who's using these super PACs. I mean, everyone says, oh, these super PACs aren't really very good, uh, but we, we need to, um, we, uh, you know, we don't want to disarm unilaterally. Well, that's, that's bull. I mean, it's just completely not true. They're all very, very avid um, supporters of the whole super PAC idea. In fact, um, the biggest liar of all is Trump, 
who's going around and saying, I, you know, we, we don't, we're not taking any money from anybody. We're not taking any money. Well, that isn't true. He is taking money, and he's taking great sums of money. Is he taking it himself? No, but guess what? There happens to be a super PAC called the Make America Great Again Super PAC. Does Make America Great Again sound familiar to you? It sounds, yeah. Where I wonder how they came up with that. Yeah, well, that, that, that super PAC was started long before... Uh, he was a camp, uh, 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 candidate, and long before he ever, you know, manufactured those hats in China or wherever he makes them, and um, and you know his 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 daughter mm-hmm. Banka is married to uh, one of his old cronies, uh, a criminal who was already served. A, well, he was he was he was sentenced to two years in jail for criminal finance fraud. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, criminal political finance fraud. He was giving money to campaigns, and and he was. You know, he's taking bribes. He was giving bribes. It was awful. He and he got two years in jail. He only he only spent one year in jail, but he he was the first donor. He gave he gave Trump a at at his home. He gave he gave Trump a six figure donation to that super PAC. So when Trump is on TV every day saying how he doesn't take money, he doesn't take money. Well, technically, it's less like he was never. He was never. He never declared bankruptcy. Well, technically, that's true. He didn't declare bankruptcy. His four companies did, but he didn't. He's not taking money. It's like he's not putting money in, in his own pocket from these big rich donors. It's going to his super PAC. It's complete rubbish, and it's corrupting the American system. So when someone like Bernie says he would rather not even be elected than than be part of this corruption, you have to admire him for that. And uh, and well, and frankly, I do. And uh, thank you for underscoring that. Howie Klein, we've got just a, a couple of minutes here very quickly. Uh, I know that uh, you had some thoughts on uh, this nonsense that's now going on in the U.S. House where Republicans are talking about shutting down the entire government unless Planned Parenthood is defunded based on these pretend phony videos uh, that they claim uh, I don't show P- Planned Parenthood selling body parts or whatever nonsense they uh uh, they describe that these videos absolutely do not show uh, the House is trying to shut down. The Republicans in the House are trying to shut down the U.S. government over this. Um, and there's a couple of Democrats who are going along with them in this. Do I understand this correctly? Two. There are two Democrats. There are two blue dogs, one from Chicago named Dan Lipinski and the other one from uh, Minnesota named Colin Peterson. The two of them are very, very conservative. They often vote with the Republicans. They're both fanatic anti-choice guys. The irony of this is that the DCCC, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, as soon as the vote was taken, within like seconds of the vote being taken, they already had this, this urgent letter to send out to the, uh, uh, by email. And it said, hold these Republicans accountable. They're at war against women. You know, they're going crazy about you know, holding Republicans accountable. What about these two Democrats? No, of course, they don't mention them, nor do they mention the fact that Colin Peterson, because he votes like a Republican, can't raise any money. The DCCC, he's on, he's on life support from the DCCC. The DCCC and uh, Nancy Pelosi's controlled uh, super PAC uh, called the House Majority Committee that she makes all the decisions on, they gave together gave him $4 million last cycle. Without that $4 million, he could never have won his seat. Are they going to do it again? Are they going to, even though he votes with the Republicans over and over and over, it's his whole career, and now he's going to shut down the government? They're screaming to defeat Republicans for this vote? 
and they're going to give him another $4 million. They're going to support the Democrat that is doing exactly what they are decrying the Republicans for doing, exactly. and then they're going to go give them money. That's just amazing. And so that's the DCCC that's doing that? The DCCC and Nancy Pelosi both. Unbelievable. All right, uh, very quickly, uh, Howie, uh, your take on the—I had your uh, your uh, your founding uh, your co-founding partner of Blue America Pack, uh, Heather Digby-Parton, on after the— uh, the CNN uh, GOP debate on Wednesday, and we talked about the lack of Democratic debates and the fact that CNN has, you know, five hours of uh, Republican debates. Everyone's talking about it for days thereafter. Um, meanwhile, no one's talking about the Democrats other than to say, oh, Hillary's email is illegal or some such nonsense. Uh, what's your take on the lack of Democratic debates we're having this year? Well, the, 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 that is the decision that's made by the DNC, the Democratic, um, uh, the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, uh, which is headed by Debbie Wasserman Schultz. So they they work for the president. So it's not like the DCCC, which works for the House Democrats, or the DSCC, which works for the House Senators. Mm-hmm. They, these, this one works for the president. So why would the president be doing this, or is the president allowing Hillary to to to, uh, to make this call? It's one or the other. So either uh, Obama is uh, in the bag here, if you will, for Hillary, or uh, somehow Hillary is still pulling the strings at the DNC? Yeah. I mean, you know, Debbie Wasserman Schultz isn't going to make this decision on her own. Uh, She's making this decision, you know, based on what her superiors want her to do. And uh, are you uh, in agreement with me that the, la- and, and frankly of Martin O'Malley and Bernie Sanders, uh, that the lack of uh, debates uh, at this point, I think there'll be one finally in mid-October and then another one in December or something, uh, that the lack of debates is not good for democracy and uh, not good for Democrats? I think so. I think that, you know, everyone is getting all this exposure to all these Republican ideas, although... You might also say, well, the Republican ideas are so terrible that people are <laughs> people will turn to the Democrats after hearing all this crazy Republicanism. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's true, and I think that the Democrats should be able to, uh, the Democratic candidates should be able to go out and be giving their their own uh, positions on all of these issues. But there's something even more important than this um, that we that we haven't we haven't mentioned, which is the fact that Debbie Wasserman Schultz put out a notice that if any Democrat, meaning Bernie Sanders, uh, takes part in any debate outside of the realm of the six debates that she has authorized, the mm-hmm. six DNC debates, if you, if you participate in any of them, you don't get to be in the DNC debates. So what she was re- reacting to was Bernie saying, I'll go and debate individual Republicans. Mm-hmm. Go and debate Ted Cruz. I'll go and debate Donald Trump. And she freaked out. And said, no, no, no Democrat, meaning Bernie, is allowed to have been part of any debate unless it's a DNC authorized debate. Which is just incredible to me as, uh, you know, yeah, it is. It's ridiculous. And, you know, and I hate to say it because as horrible and out of touch and we're going to talk some more about that uh, uh, after the break coming up uh, as out of touch as Republicans are with reality. Uh, when you see the Democrats not doing the same thing, again, not compare. This is not balance here. Uh, we're just calling people out for what they deserve. But when you see the Democrats uh, with these super PACs uh, denying debate, 
it it makes it hard, I think, for Americans to uh, have confidence in any political party, get behind anybody, and thus they check out of their democracy entirely, which I think is the worst outcome of them all. Howie, I got to get out. Uh, always great to talk to you, though, my friend. Let's do it more often. Howie Klein, uh, check his work out, as always, at downwithtyranny.com and uh, over at the Blue America Pack. Thanks, Howie. Thanks, Brad. Talk to you soon. All Bye-bye. right, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back with much more Bradcast right after this. I'm Brad Friedman. Stay tuned. Hi, this is U.S. Postal Worker Doug Hughes. I'm the guy who flew the gyrocopter onto the lawn of the U.S. Capitol building to bring attention to the need for campaign finance reform. And you're listening to the Bradcast. <laughs> Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast, both brought to you without corporate or political influence. Why? Because we rely on you to help keep us completely independent. Please drop by bradblog.com donate today and help us stay on your public airwaves. That's bradblog.com donate. You'll thank yourself later. I'll thank you now. Welcome back. This is your Bradcast. Welcome back to your crazy train. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com here. Uh, crazy train. You know, I, this is what we've been talking about, uh, Republicans. I have uh, been saying for a long time now that they are no longer a legitimate governing, uh, no longer a legitimate uh, party. No longer a legitimate political party. They have no governing philosophy. They are just crazy train. They are just crazy train. It's not because I don't agree with them. It is because they are in a pretend world, a pretend reality, and they've been allowed to do this for so many years because the mainstream corporate media has not called them out on it, has has regarded them uh, simply as, uh, oh, well, they're just a different Republican, a uh, different party. There's the Democrats, there's the Republicans, and they disagree. It's not about them disagreeing. It's about one of those two parties being out of touch with reality. And that is what has allowed the rise of Donald Trump, who has nothing to do with reality. He is speaking only to the, uh, you know, to the emotions. I don't even know what, to the well to the emotions of these Republicans who think bad things are going on because we've been told that's the case on Fox News. And a guy comes around and says, I'm going to fix it. How? Because how I'm going to I'm going to save it. That's how. And oh, OK, we like that. Well, uh, even the New York Times, which Republicans love to paint as a uh, liberal rag, it may be a rag, but it's hardly liberal. Uh, even the New York Times is finally beginning to get it. These guys are off the rail. The Republican Party, not the New York Times. In this case, uh, the editorial board of The Times have followed up the uh, the uh, GOP debate at the uh, Ronald Reagan Library up in Simi Valley, California, on Wednesday by saying this. Nobody forced them to be there talking about the 11 candidates 
in the primetime debate. Nobody forced them to be there. They were there freely, armed with the best arguments they and their policy advisors had come up with to make their cases as seasoned politicians, business leaders, and medical professionals. The Republican Party's A-team, as one of them, Mike Huckabee, said at the outset. And that, America, is frightening. Peel back the boasting and insults, the lies and exaggerations common to any presidential campaign. What remains is a collection of assertions so untrue, so bizarre, that they form a vision as surreal as the Ronald Reagan jet looming behind the candidate's lecterns. It felt at times as if the speakers were no longer living in a fact-based world where actions have consequences, programs take money, and money has to come from somewhere. Where basic laws like physics and the Constitution constrain wishes. Where Congress and the public, allies and enemies, markets and militaries don't just do what you want them to just because you say they will. So they point out, and this is the New York Times talking, saying that they are so bizarre and just out of touch with reality. They say, start with immigration and the idea that any president could or should engineer the mass expulsion of 11 million unauthorized immigrants. Not one candidate said that a 21st century trail of tears deploying railroad cars, federal troops and police dogs on a continental scale cannot happen. And, oh yeah, would be morally obscene. Uh, they also, they talk talking about the fence that every single uh, candidate was calling for, uh, this 2,000-mile fence. Uh, they point out, uh, do these people have to be sent to the Rio Grande Valley to see how ludicrous a border fence over mountains, vast deserts, remote valleys, and private property would be? And it won't solve the problem they are railing against which doesn't exist anyway because illegal immigration has fallen essentially to zero. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they are solving problems that don't exist. They are using solutions for existing problems where the solutions don't exist. They are now completely untethered from reality. As even Steve Schmidt, the, uh, the campaign director for, uh, for John McCain back in 2008 had to say this week on MSNBC. We're at this moment where there's a severability now between issues and conservatism. The test of conservatism is increasingly rhetorical. It's an emotional sentiment. Who is a conservative now is the person who has the hottest rhetoric. The test who is a real conservative is who has fidelity to the person with the hottest rhetoric. So it's it's basically the person who yells the most, the person who calls the most names or, or something. Uh, they are completely out of touch. This Republican Party is completely out of touch with reality. And finally, Fox, uh, New York Times, I was going to say Fox News, New York Times has finally begun to notice. The editorial board went on to point out something we talked about yesterday. Jeb Bush spun a particularly repellent fantasy. Speaking reverently of his brother and president, uh, he said, quote, he kept us safe. And then went on to invoke the carnage of 9-11. Wait, what? Says the editorial board. Did he mean George W. Bush, who was warned about the threat that al-Qaeda would attack? who then invaded a non-sequitur country, Iraq, over a non-existent threat? 
Yes, that's what Jeb Bush meant. And everyone in the audience applauded for it, for him having kept us, for George W. Bush having kept us safe. Except for that, uh, oh, greatest terror attack that ever occurred on, uh, on, on American soil. And, oh, by the way, that war that ended up killing 4,000 Americans at least that we decided to do in response, even though it had nothing to do with it. And, oh, yeah, the anthrax attacks. Did you forget about those terror attacks that took place? And, oh, yes, the 1,800 or more who died in Katrina. Other than all of that... Jeb Bush is absolutely right. His brother kept us safe. Man, the New York Times goes on to say, when the A-team got around to science and health, many of them promised to help Americans by killing the program that gives millions of Americans medical insurance. One candidate said he felt that vaccines had caused an autism epidemic. And then the two doctors on the dais, that would be uh, Rand Paul and Ben Carson, did not seriously challenge the persistent but dangerous myth. The myth that uh, vaccines cause an aut- are causing the autism ep- epidemic. And there is, by the way, an autism epidemic. But so far, there's no evidence that it's tied to vaccines. Oh, evidence. Uh, they go on to say uh, nobody offered solutions to problems like child poverty, police and gun violence, racial segregation, education gaps, competition in a global economy and crumbling infrastructure on looming disasters such as uh, changing climate and more immediate ones such as the possible government shutdown over of all things planned parenthood. The debate offered no reassurance that grownups were at the table or even in the neighborhood. But we did hear an idea to put Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa, a penniless nun, on our money. Think about that, says the editorial board. Good point. They conclude by saying, uh, by quoting one of the candidates who said, I don't want to say all politicians are all talk, no action, but a lot of what we talked about is words and it will be forgotten very quickly, which was the smartest thing. Donald Trump has said all year, says the New York Times, and an outcome America should dearly hope for. Actually, no. The only place I disagree with the New York Times. We shouldn't forget about it. We shouldn't forget about what these people are saying. We should remember it. We should report it. And outfits like the New York Times should point out how unbelievably fantastical and wrong these Republicans are in every bit of their fantastical nonsense that they are passing off as policy in a party that has lost its way, that has no governing philosophy, that is not legitimate in any way, shape, or form, and frankly, should no longer be regarded as such. But that's just me. My name is Brad, and this is your Bradcast. Oh, yes. Melting for you on the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Desi Doyen is on deck with the, uh, with the latest Green News report. I had hoped to, uh, to read this um, listener email to you concerning uh, chemtrails. But uh, I, I don't think we're not going to have time. I would have to read it too quickly, which in and of itself 
would then be part of the conspiracy that I'm in charge of to uh, stop anybody from talking about chemtrails. Oh, or well, something okay like that. then. So therefore, what I'm going to do is hold this uh, listener mail, and we will get to it in another broadcast. Well, there you go. So we can give it the proper time it deserves, you know, rather than having to rush through it and then being accused that I'm... Uh, you know, trying to shut down the truth. Give it short shrift, and then that's it, and then right. you dismiss it, and then, of course, you're part of the problem. We will so. give it full shrift on our next episode, uh, or the one thereafter, as soon as we can find time, I promise. In the meantime, if uh, you would like to uh, touch base, you can reach me and Desi Doyen at bradcast at bradblog.com, or you can find us uh, on the uh, on the Twitters and uh, Facebook at the Bradblog. All right, let's get to it, Desi Doyen. Our latest Green News Report. Why not take out an insurance policy and approach climate change the Reagan way? Because we're not going to destroy our economy the way the left-wing government under, that we are under now wants to do. Eleven Republican presidential candidates and one question on climate change in the latest GOP debate. You know, I, I think that uh, the climate change science uh, is far from settled. Australia dumps its climate change-denying prime minister, plus... August 2015 was the hottest August on record. All of those records, broken and otherwise, straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comments. The big problem we have is nuclear climate change. That's what our climate change is, and that's our problem. Donald Trump, that's not your only problem. This is your Green News Report. Hey, Desi Doyen, I know you've got a lot to cover with the GOP debate this week, but as we go to air, the daily deadly cost of fossil fuel continues as 100 are now dead, at least 100, after an oil tanker exploded in South Sudan. Another sad day, thanks again to fossil fuels. Yep, more fossil fuel deaths and more to come. But moving on to our top story, at the second Republican presidential debate on Wednesday, CNN moderator Jake Tapper departed from the norm and asked an actual question on climate change. Wait, what? Yes, I know. In answering, Senator Marco Rubio of Florida dropped his previous questioning of whether it's man-made and instead tried out the new Republican myth that action on global warming will harm the economy. Every proposal they put forward are going to be proposals that will make it harder to do business in America. So we are not going to destroy our economy. We are not going to make America a harder place to create jobs in order to pursue policies that will do absolutely nothing, nothing to change our economy, to, to change our climate, to change our weather, because America is a lot of things. The greatest country in the world, absolutely. But America is not a planet. You're right, Senator Rubio. America is not a planet. But he also promoted the Republican myth that China is not acting on climate change when, when actually it is. New Jersey Governor Chris Christie went even further, declaring that there is no role for the government in acting on climate change. We don't need this massive government intervention to deal with the problem. Look at what we've done in New Jersey. Um, we've already reached our clean air goals for 2020, and when I was governor, I pulled out of the regional cap-and-trade deal, the only state in the Northeast that did that. They're both ignoring the fact that government intervention is actually the only thing that has previously worked in dealing with major environmental problems, and also the fact that such standards have always resulted in boosting economic growth. Jake Tapper kept asking about George Schultz, former Republican Secretary of State, 
and his call for climate action. And the candidates who were allowed to respond to this question kept saying over and over again, the left wants us to do this. The left wants us to destroy the economy. And Jake Tapper had to keep saying, uh, no, this is Republican George Schultz who's calling on you for action. It was as if they couldn't even hear it. In any event, it was nice to see the topic come up even briefly ever in a Republican debate. Political upset in Australia. In a surprise vote, Australia's right-wing Prime Minister Tony Abbott, a prominent climate science denier who repealed Australia's landmark carbon tax, he has been ousted by his own party and replaced with fellow conservative Malcolm Turnbull. Turnbull says he accepts the science of man-made climate change, but in his first press conference, he pledged that he would make no changes to Abbott's current climate policy of letting businesses decide for themselves voluntarily what they're going to do. The policy on uh, climate change uh, is one that I supported as a minister in the Abbott government, and it's one that I uh, support today. So the new Australian prime minister who ran out the uh, previous loony uh, Australian prime minister who was a climate change denier who said that uh, taking action on climate change would make a leg of lamb cost $100. <laughs> uh, he That guy was tossed out. He was replaced by a guy who is not a climate change denier, except he says he's going to continue the same policies as the climate change denier? Yes, that's right. Even though those policies have been roundly criticized internationally as being ridiculously weak. Good luck with that, Malcolm Turnbull. I suspect your entire party will be out of power by this time next year, but we'll see. Meanwhile, more global records bite the dust. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration announced this week that August 2015 was by far the hottest August on record globally. They also said summer 2015 was the hottest summer on record. NASA announced that January to August of this year was the hottest January to August on record by far. NASA also announced Arctic sea ice this summer hit its fourth lowest extent on record. Huh, imagine that. After the last Australian Prime Minister told us... We've had, uh, if anything, cooling global temperatures over the last decade. Oh well, guess he was wrong. Glad they threw him out. For much more on all of the stories we covered today and the ones we couldn't get to, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget, you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. Find us and follow us on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Do you come from a land down I, you know, I think I'm just uh, punch drunk after this uh, after this past week. So uh, between the 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 the, the, the debate, See, yeah, I can't the... even talk anymore. <laughs> That's how bad it's gotten. The debate, the heat. Well, it was five hours of debate that have to go through, and of course, you know me, I'm just waiting to see if they're going to talk about climate change or energy. So I had to wait two hours and forty eight minutes for them to even bother to get to what scientists consider to be the the biggest existential threat facing mankind. But hey, you know, it doesn't rate on the G- GOP debate. But finally it did. So uh, that's an improvement. For about 30 seconds. And then it was done. Uh, yeah. And yeah. then, of course, it was full of, uh, of all kinds of denier crap, you know. But uh, what are you going to do? Ooh, Desi said crap. I did. My thanks to Desi Doyen, our uh, not crappy producer. <laughs> 
to uh, Cynthia Cohn, our booking goddess, to our friend Howie Klein of DownWithTyranny.com and Blue America Pack. Oh, boy. We will be back with you soon. I'll, I'll get some rest before then, maybe. Uh, we'll be back with you soon. Until then, find us on uh, find us and follow us on the uh, Twitters at the Brad Blog. And uh, if you missed any portion of today's program or any other, you can download them all for free at bradblog.com. You should also sign up over at uh, iTunes to have these uh, programs sent to you automatically if you're into that sort of thing. And while you're over there at iTunes, please put in a good uh, review for us. Give us five stars. Say some nice words about us. Unless you don't like us, in which case, don't bother. iTunes, what is it? Never heard of it. Okay, uh, we'll talk to you soon. I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Good luck, world.